Hi, welcome back to another episode of Our Decatur. Today I am doing something a little different and what I wanted to do from the very beginning. So this is not a My Decatur story, but today I'm going to be talking with Abby Custer from the Children's Museum. What I, the reason, one of the reasons I started Our Decatur is I wanted to give a platform to nonprofits. I worked in the nonprofit space in Decatur for, um, my, my whole career, so since I graduated college, um, before I stayed at home, but I realized in doing that and trying to promote events that the one of the biggest challenges for nonprofits and event promotion is while radio and TV are great, they have to answer to sponsors and they have to give so much time for ad time. And they also have a ton of different interviews that they have to like put into that space. And so um, nonprofits or events would often only get a certain amount of time to be able to talk about a larger picture. And then they um, also have to be able to fit in all their sponsors and the event details and like so many things in like a five minute period. And it just, it's, it's not enough. And so I wanted to be able to give a platform to mostly nonprofits and fundraisers because we have such a big, um, we have such a giving community that a lot of our major events are fundraisers, which is so great. Um, it's not, you know, at a for-profit place. It's mostly nonprofits trying to put on these really fun events or entertainment, um, things. And so I wanted to give a bigger platform to that. And I also wanted to give listeners, the platform to be able to hear more details instead of just who was sponsoring, who was, you know, the date and time. Like that's basically what I felt um, to no fault of their own. This isn't the fault of radio or TV, but that's just the nature of the beast. And so I wanted a, a more free arena to be able for listeners to hear all the details and for people who are planning these events and promoting these events to be able to spread that word. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to get to Duck Derby. So I'm going to first, I'm going to welcome Abby Custer. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, so let's dive in to, obviously, we're going, we're starting to dip our toe back into events. We're starting. It is, it's, it's a digital Duck Derby. Yeah. So it's the same event, but not an event, a, not, <laughs> I guess, is the way to A virtual it. event, it and so we're doing event. virtual events. Okay, so we'll get to Duck Derby, but tell us how the museum has fared. Full disclosure, I am a museum board member, so I want to put that out there. Um, and so I can remember, like, spring break, shutdown, and then getting the call from Amber um, at the time, and we'll discuss how that transition happened. And so, like... Uh, we have to shut down. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know what to do. I mean, it was, I mean, she had a lot of answers that the board members like were like, what? I didn't even think about that, but okay. So tell us spring break. Well, Decatur public school spring break happened. Right. So we, we typically align with Decatur public schools when they shut down for inclement weather. And so we just decided when we heard that Decatur Public Schools were shutting down, if it wasn't safe for kids to be in school, it wasn't safe for them to be at our facility. Right. Um, and so we, at that time, you hadn't had a state right mandate. No, right? Yeah. no. We just went ahead and wanted to follow suit of what our our community was doing. Yeah. And so we and it was mid March. I, I remember it. it was like yeah. a Saturday. We we closed that 
Saturday at close. Fun fact, it was my birthday. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was. It, it was, was a Saturday. Worse. When Amber were at work. We normally aren't there on Saturdays, but we were there. We were trying to call birthday party. It was just a crazy day. And Amber's having, you know, a conversation with the board. And right, yeah. Um, on, you know, what should we do? And there was a decision that, that yeah, yeah, we needed to we close. Did, yeah. Um, and at that point, we kind of thought, well, maybe we'll only be closed for a week or two. I can remember that yeah, feeling. We, we yeah, we just thought it was a couple weeks. And even then we had panic of, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose two weeks worth of revenue of field trips and birthday parties. Right. And, and that's a big deal for us. Yeah, that's especially we, in the spring. Yeah. I mean, you oh, do yeah. how many field trips probably hundreds. from March to May? We have hundreds of kids in the museum every single day from field trips. From, right. From mid-March, pretty much where we were, right. until the end of May. So... Um, and then birthday parties are big. We had our fairy tale ball plan. Oh we my had gosh, our 30th. Yeah. Everything. And this is everything we've been working and for. And we were still planning on having the 30th. And the fairy tale ball. And the fairy tale we ball were just at that point in it. March. Yeah. yeah. We were just we were, postponing we events, were right? So <laughs> we, were. we were so optimistic. We were so optimistic. I remember that. It's funny now. Uh, it is. So we made the decision to close. We were all still working at the museum we all still came into work and everything and then I feel like it was the next week or the week after there was that state mandate the stay-at-home order the stay-at-home order yeah. and that was a really sad day that was a really sad day I remember yeah. you sent flowers to I us did. and it was like the like little bright piece in our day but I was like <laughs> packing up my stuff and, and we just didn't know yeah we didn't know what to it do. really almost felt like and I'm sure being inside you felt this way but it really felt like probably shutting the door is like, will I ever come back? I was fully expecting to be laid off and to not go back. Yeah. Just yeah. to not go back. And I, yeah. like, I remember like trying to figure out what I was going to do. Like I'm single. I have one income. I'm yeah, one right. person income. Right. Um, and so I was like, I, I mean, I'll figure it out. We'll figure out what to do. Yeah. And I was like, but what about the museum? What are we going to yeah. do? Can I volunteer? Is that even legal? I like, remember, um, I remember Amber, and uh, I hope this is okay to say, but I remember Amber looking into like, like the abandoned building, like what to yeah. not do, what to do to make sure that it wasn't in an abandoned mm-hmm. property. Yeah, because no one was going to be in it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. I remember that happening. We, we called all of our insurance. We called our utilities. Yeah. Do we shut things off? Do we just turn wait it out? Down? Right. Like, what do we do? Yeah. And so you know, we made all those really tough decisions, and then. Um, and it, I feel like everything was a blur. Like, I feel it, like it is. April and May was just a blur of frenzy of trying to figure out how do we still serve our mission? Yeah. How do we serve the yeah. families? Because families are all at home. Yeah. Do, what do parents need? To, I'm to so super kids? proud of the museum, too. And everyone should know this. And everyone should be so super proud of the, our children's museum with their skeleton crew of staff there are four of you there's only three of us right now but there at was... the time when you were doing the packets for the school oh there there were a few of us a couple were part-time yeah um and then a couple and then we had our um k nims is one of our favorite people in the world yeah she came in and helped volunteer so they were giving packets like like science packets yeah. stem packets yeah to schools because at that time the school was doing a food uh, pickup option for food, which is wonderful, and they were you were passing those out at the meal 
pass outs, right? Yeah, so they were just Ziploc bags filled with activities. Which is not anything that anybody told you you had to do. No. It was a total gracious giving back to the community. Yeah, how do we help? Just so wonderful. Yeah, how do we help the families fill an hour worth of time with their kids? Yeah, to just do Um, something. And and that was, the Community Foundation sponsored that, and so did JWA. So, um, Thank you, Community Foundation and JWA. Yeah, that we wouldn't have been able to do it without them, but we we made over 2,500 kits with wow like three people yeah right I know that's I mean that's just a testament to how wonderful the people are how hard you guys work to serve the community and how it's not a it's not at all a for-profit mission I mean it's definitely a serve the community mission yeah I mean every single bit of that money went into making those kids and at that time shipping was like I was getting because we weren't at the museum Right. I, I live in an apartment. I was getting giant boxes from Arnold Trading, <laughs> like, delivered to my apartment. And these UPS guys are like, what is going on? What are you my... doing in this little space, like, you weirdo? Why do you, right? Why do you need 7,000 popsicle sticks? It's I'm like, quarantine. Don't ask. I'm like, mind your own business. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. it was just, it was, like, everything. All so of these funny. details you think yeah. about, we had to th- figure out. We had to yeah, figure out right. how are we going to get things shipped? How are we going to get them here? How are we going to do this safely? How are we going right. to make sure, you know? Yeah. I remember bringing moving boxes and there was a point where like I felt like I don't even know what I'm supposed to do when I see these people yeah like (laughs) it's just so awkward but okay so flash forward um the state kind of like reopens right like slowly things reopen but that wasn't the case for museums no so they went through the different phases um, there were certain things that we could do. I remember phase three happening and there was a bunch of stuff coming out about summer camps. Right. But that was at like, that was June 1st when yeah. our summer camps were supposed to begin. Um, and we had already contacted people and refunded money. Um, we came up with the idea of doing camp in a box. Yeah. Um, which is not camp. I will absolutely attest to that. That's yeah. not, it's, it's not. You're trying, again, to serve something. Trying to give something. So we packaged every single activity that we did into boxes for pre-K and and big kids um, and and started selling those um, to to families who either had signed up that were wanting it or not. We gave full refunds to yeah. people when they at wanted. a time when you're not getting any <laughs> had no money in the bank I don't need we just, yeah we, but we gave refunds because I yeah. get it everyone's right. in a different situation and if you know that yeah that camp registration yeah means something to someone absolutely yeah. you can you can have that back um but around the beginning or a couple weeks into June guidelines came out for summer camps and for in-person camps and while our facility couldn't be open right. we could run some sort of program um the guidelines would have been way too difficult for us to manage for younger children. So we went ahead and made the decision that we weren't going to do our three to five year old camps. Um, That's really tough for them to understand distance and absolutely. I mean, they're like cats. Yeah. That, that age group is just, they, they, they especially in a children's museum. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we just made that decision. We didn't really have the staffing to do it as well. We didn't have the financial ability to hire. Right someone and it wasn't going to be physically responsible for us to do that and while we do serve our mission we do have to make sure our programs that we do our events that we do are fiscally responsible right Um, yes you can't go into total debt yeah no (laughs) right we did and we also didn't have any idea of when the opening was going to happen again yeah 
I mean, there were just so many unanswered questions. I want to make sure that the audience understands this. So think back to like, okay, first of all, the Children's Museum, a big portion of income comes from birthday parties, field trips, admissions, admissions, and those things didn't happen for, I mean, now we're in June, so. We're at four and a half months. So four and a half months. And also the the busiest season of that. Field trip and and summer is our busiest, busiest And then also looking forward, I mean, birthday parties are not a thing. Like that's not happening. And so you have to consider that this nonprofit that carries like a zero balance, basically, I mean, we don't need to go into the details of the budget, but that's the nature of a nonprofit. And so it's like they don't have the money to even do the service. And so it was a shoestring budget. But anyway, so so other businesses, I think I think. Obviously, Decatur did a great job supporting small businesses. There just was no real way for the museum to be supported other than donations. Yeah. I mean, and really. At this, at other end, summer camp, I, or the camp in a box. The camp so in a box, so right. That yeah. was kind of, that's been our only real revenue, like goods or services that we can provide yes. that we can, can make money off of. To be able to pay staff, pay the power bill, buy toilet paper, run the water, like all the things that have to yeah. happen in a facility. And so as even things were opening, we still weren't opening. And I remember the board phone call where it was like, yeah, even in stage four, we can't open. Yeah. So we. So that's unique, I think, to children's museums, right? This is not unique to Decatur. This is nationwide, statewide or whatever kind of. It's statewide. Okay. Um, We have friends in other states that are, have opened. Um, The language that is used in our phase four guidelines are that um, interactive exhibits cannot open in museums okay and that is our entire facility right so gotcha and it's our it's our exhibits that we can't open so there's no point in opening right because what do you do I mean a blank building yeah um so we um and we were ready we had a reopening plan yeah we had we've bought like sprayers right spray we had we, we had a plan. Hand we sanitized were, stations. Yeah, we were ready to go. We had our front entrance ready for right. check-in and for online sales and everything. Well, I remember we, we even talked ready. about, you know, doing uh, reservation yeah, times time and, like, ticketing. even a time when you needed to go upstairs instead of versus being downstairs, yeah. which would have been a hassle, but it was something, right? Right. But really the language, that is, I think that is so crucial that people don't understand that's why the Children's Museum cannot open in yes. Illinois and all children's museums. And there have been a couple that have had to close permanently. There, um, There's a couple that are, you know, they're teeter-tottering. They're, they're doing major hibernations right now right. Um, for a significant period of time. Yeah. And I don't want to be that children's museum. Yeah. <laughs> no. I do not want to. Um, yeah. we're, we're on national calls um, yeah. with other children's museums. The, there, there's two things I want to touch on first. Um, they expect one in three children's museums to close. Oh my goodness! In the entire nation, the country, even yeah. even for children's museums that are currently reopened, they anticipate some of them not making it because they won't be able to recoup the debt that they've had to incur. Correct. Yeah. And at this point in time, and not just due to the guidelines, um, nationwide children's museums that have reopened are only seeing 20% of their normal revenue. Gotcha. Which means... People are just not ready to go back yeah. into buildings like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so even though, you know, they're opened and they're able to open, and while they do have a, a smaller capacity, it's not 
it's not so small that they couldn't make money, but no one is seeing the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's sustainable. I mean, people lose the, the children's museums that I know are losing money every single day when yeah. they're open. And so that's where I, I hate where we're at. I hate the spot that we're in right, right now. But I also appreciate the fact that I can learn from what other people right. are doing. Yeah, you're seeing that. And is that responsible, it. even if we could open tomorrow? Right. Should we open tomorrow? Yeah. Because is it going to be worth it? Is it fiscally you know? responsible? Is it going to help? Exactly. Yeah. So oh, my goodness. There's okay. so many things that, that yeah. go into it. So, you know, those are those are all things that we're working on and working through and, and all of that. So that's where we are at the moment um, is just watching the phases um, there is um, a group of Illinois Children's Museums that are working with um, IDPH and um, DECO to talk about being included in another phase. Um, and okay. so if they can reopen and their board decides that they can reopen and they want to, they're able to. Um, because the fact of the matter is Chuck E. Cheese is opened. Bowling alleys are open. Right. Arcades are open. Right. And what's the difference between our grocery store right. area and um, yeah, an arcade game right. at a bowling alley? Right. What's the difference? They're both yeah. high touch. Ours is educational. Not saying that there's not value in the you know arcade games in that industry, but um, yeah. What you know? What's where, it, what? Yeah, where do you draw that line? Yeah. How do you figure that out? Yeah, so yeah. so there is that conversation happening, and I appreciate that conversation. I don't know if we're in the same boat as everyone else in regards to reopening, yeah. like tomorrow if we could. But um, I I'm part of we're we're part of that conversation. Yeah, and getting that. Moving and forward. there is uh, you probably don't have it off the top of your head. I'm sorry if I'm catching off guard. There is something you can send to a legislators about this. Yeah. So the American Alliance of Museums is a nationwide um, organization and they advocate for all different kinds of museums. So art museums, history museums, children's museums and everything. And they have a pre-made letter that makes sure that museums are included in federal federal relief programs. Right. Um, I've signed it like 20 times. Every single time they send it to me, I always push it out. I always push it out on social media. It's so easy to fill out and sign and do. So where um, can people find that on the Children's Museum Facebook page? We're working on that. Okay. We're working on getting um, some more information on ways that you can help that don't necessarily mean donating money yeah, right, right now so right. we're working on that that that's gonna okay. come out soon but the the alliance american alliance of museums okay so you could google that mm-hmm. probably find it easy american yeah. alliance of museums go out sign that because museums are such a vital part i mean i i know that when people say what makes our community so great to be in they'll say the zoo the children's museum like for families that's the parks that you know those are things that and yeah so we have just such a great children's museum. Um, so yeah, so right now we're not even in an opening until like stage five, and that's like vaccine I don't, and ready to go. That like, feels like never right yeah. now. Yeah. So like, <laughs> duh, yeah, it, it feels it, like we could be a full year closed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we are taking things week by week and just you know figuring out you know what we need to do, but we are, you know, we are planning on yeah june is kind of where our worst case scenario that's what we're planning on yeah and you know i don't want to hide that from anyone like i want to let people know that we're 
we were planning on reopening. It's just yeah. we have to figure out when it is. And yeah. we're kind of at the mercy of the guidelines and and our own personal, you know, state. Oh, so. my goodness gracious. I don't want to go down a rabbit <laughs> hole of sadness. Okay, let's go back to June you do camp, um, June, July. And when does Amber get her new position? So, uh, she... So I have been three, I, I'm three weeks in okay. as um, the interim president and CEO. Right. Um, she received news, I don't even know what day, what is it? Are we in September? Yeah. August. So sometime in August. Yeah, because she had about a month of yeah. notice. Yeah. We, we had a month to, you know, make sure. So Amber Kaler was the director of the museum. You were uh, I, vice president. Oh, we operations. changed it. President. Yeah. Vice president of operations. And then now you're stepping in as interim. Amber got an opportunity another organization yeah. so throw that into the mix right <laughs> what a fun 2020 yeah so we're so happy to have you though oh, yeah, and yeah. I think there obviously there was not a another person that would have been able at this time it would have been it would have been, been a lot tricky. So. <laughs> it been real tricky. so you know the ins and the outs you know what you're doing I have faith in you and so here you are trying to navigate this and trying to do the new job yeah and yeah. meanwhile the museum turned 30 this year, people. I know, we turned 30. It was such a, we had this really big, awesome party planned. It was going to be so yeah. cool and so and awesome. somebody said to me the other day, that building hasn't been there for 30 years, which is correct. It's yeah. not the building. The organization, they used to, the museum used to run out of Rock Springs, which is Yeah, the little cool. basement, right? Um, and still pieces of it are yeah. still there, which is cool if you go visit. Um, so yeah, we haven't been, the museum hasn't been the museum at that place Um yeah, not the facility, right. but the museum, Children's Museum of Illinois as an organization. Right, correct. It's 30 right. this year. Yeah. We were going to have a big bash. There was going to be cake and candles. Kurt and I don't think games. that's happening anymore. Like, cake and candles is like you know, a thing of the past. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Um, we were, uh, yeah, we had some good stuff planned. We I did. Mean, and that's stuff that, you know, we can always potentially do another year. You right. know, a do-over. You know, maybe we can lie about our age. <laughs> There you um, go. <laughs> like, fake ID. Right? <laughs> a fake ID party. We can, we can make it fun. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so we were supposed to have that giant fundraiser, too, and that didn't happen. And so you're looking forward, and one of the museums, I mean, how long has the Duck Derby been going on? So this year's 29 years. 29 years. Okay. So very long, ever yeah. since the inception, basically. And here you have, you know, this traditional event. You're like, well, crap. Now what? Right. Yeah. Um, we, we were, in, we were going to do the duck derby. Normally it's in May around the Kentucky Derby. Right. Um, but we decided this And year, they had moved the Kentucky Derby, derby too. Yeah, so right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we decided we were going to do it in the fall and, you know, we are in need of funds yeah. right now. So, right. um, you know, what better way than to use one of our beloved fundraisers and, yeah. you know, it's pretty easy to do since it's digital. There's not a lot of, um, yeah event planning necessarily with it so we've we've rolled that out it's kind of a shortened period of time to purchase ducks um but we've got some some different things happening um and yeah, yeah we're just we're pushing forward with that so oh my goodness okay so if you're not familiar the duck derby is a duck race yes you buy plastic ducks. duck race plastic plastic duck. plastic <laughs> don't come for me Peta. uh <laughs> Uh, plastic ducks, like the carnival game, doo -doo -doo, yeah. with the duck pond, and right. they have numbers underneath of them, yep. and they race down a... Are you still going to do 
the race? I mean, how will this work? So, yeah, so that's tricky because we built a new racetrack last year, and it's really cool, and it's this cool contraption. Jason, our um, exhibit guy, designed it and built it. It is pretty neat. It's so cool. Um, But you can only race 500 ducks at a time, which was perfect when we had an all-day event so people could see multiple races, and then we raced the winners from each of those heats at the end. A big grand prize. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So we're going to do the same thing. Um, Duck sales will end Monday the 28th um, at noon, and then we get the grand um, um, job of sorting all of the ducks that people have purchased. Okay. So just for example, if we raised, if we, if we sold 4,000 ducks each night, we're going to race a thousand ducks. Okay. Um, Between when and when? Tuesday and Friday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to race a thousand ducks. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then we're going to, we're going to promote it live on Facebook. So everyone can see it, see the duck races happen. Um, The top 10 ducks from each night will then race Saturday morning. Okay. So, and that will be for the grand prize of $3,000 and, and second place and, and third place. So, Okay, that sounds very intriguing. Yeah. So there will be lots of chances to watch the, watch the ducks And you won't race. have to leave your house. You no. can just watch from home. Yeah. Watch yeah. them all happen. Absolutely. So um, there are people that have made this possible. Yes. Let's give those shout-outs real quick while we can. Yes. The big Absolutely. sponsors, the people that help. We're so grateful for them. Oh, my gosh. So great. Um, Jerger Pediatric is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. They are just the best people ever. They are our major sponsor. They've sponsored the Duck Derby for a while, too. Yeah. yeah. And they've sponsored an exhibit in the facility. The Giant Mouth yes. the facility is them. Um, they're, they're wonderful people. So yeah. we, we love the Jurgers and, and so Jurger Pediatric Dentistry is yep. our number one sponsor. Um, Raymond James has sponsored yes. us. Busey Bank. Thank you. Um, First Mid um, Insurance. Thank and you. Salon Implement. Thank you. Hickory Point Bank. Thank you. Newhoff Media. Thank you. W-A-N-D. Thank you. Burdick. Thank you. There's a huge list. We're, we're still going. Go, go. Um, Seth Q. Land of Lincoln. Um, the Getter Family. Yes. Um, Sue and Kevin Berhaney. And um, Larry and Dee Altenbaumer. Thank um, you, guys. So... They're wonderful. And then I do have one more sponsor that I want to talk about. Okay. It's something new that we're doing for Dr. V. Go for it. And you have a you have a tie to this. I one. have a tie. So Mondays on Buyers and Company on WSOY, we are pulling a lucky duck. Lucky duck. Yes. So last Monday we pulled one person that has purchased ducks so far, and that person is a lucky duck, and they won $250. That was my mom. I know. I didn't even know it was your mom. I pulled it out and I was like, I, Rebecca Mer, you know? Yeah. I and then you were like, that's my mom. It's like, my oh. mom. Yeah. So I didn't, didn't play favoritism. I was no. Just, one of just a random, she was a lucky duck. Yeah, she was. And yes. she purchased four ducks. Yeah. So you don't have to purchase a lot. It's It really is just luck of the draw. So, yeah. Um, Corley Family Dental Sponsor is our sponsor for Lucky Ducks. So they, they you know, made that possible possible which is really wonderful um our next lucky duck sponsor will be monday again monday morning um i'll pull i have a little bucket got all the numbers so this will be published on um well today is friday today's friday today's friday so probably by this afternoon so friday the 20 i don't even know what day it is 8 19 uh, 18 day of the week i I am lost 18th Sure, we'll go with that. I know it's Friday. So today is Friday. I'll publish this even if you don't listen to it till Saturday. You still have time. Like, you could do it Sunday night. 
I Sunday last, afternoon. Last Sunday night, I was I was up putting ducks, Put into, ducks, putting into, ducks the, into the little spreadsheet to make sure that people had their numbers. And so. you don't even, I mean, it's luck of the draw. So you could buy one. I mean, yeah. your chances are bigger if you buy more. But right. buy a lucky duck yeah. to win, but then you're still entered. Yeah. Even if you won that lucky duck, you're still in the big race. Yeah, you're that duck number. So that duck number that got pulled on Monday is still Into, racing in that to in the, the race. To the so. race the rest of that week. Yeah. So. so we have two more chances for lucky ducks. Two we have more. this coming Monday and then the 28th. All right. So, so do that because that'll be exciting. It's just like doubling your money. Absolutely. Basically, yeah. I mean, like you could buy more ducks with it, there which you go. is really cool because then you have more of a chance more to chance. win, or you walk away with two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, so right, three grand. It right. could be your winner. That's two hundred fifty dollars the... and three grand. Wow. Could yeah, be. could be you. <laughs> Do it now. Right. Talk to me about um, what this goes towards. I mean, let's be real. the The museum still has a staff. We still have payroll. We still have lights. Right now, yes, we've and that's, still have all the utilities. Um, we are, we have, you know, unfortunately had to lay off all but three of us. Yeah. Um, and we are the bare bones. Um, we have Jason who does exhibits and facility, yep. um, which is necessary right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have Jay who is doing all of our marketing and online content and all of the images that you see on social media, which again, that's... A lot of, of work. And that's basically that's a lot. That's who we are right yeah. now. So, yep. um, and then, and then me who's raising money and doing <laughs> fundraisers and right. making sure the bills get paid and, and prior to this I was doing all of the education piece of it and I'm yeah. still working towards that you know we're writing grants we're trying to figure out ways to still serve the community yeah. um, and we have some ideas coming up so we're working on different kinds yeah. of online content um, but we're kind of bare, bare bones and staff um, we do have innovation learning which is um, the Decatur Public Schools um, program for um, virtual learning health after school before after, school yeah. care but now it's become full day care yeah they are in our classrooms um and so we have um in, had to increase our internet and our wi-fi and yeah. our access points throughout the facility um so we have you know internet costs we have cleaning costs because right. we have to clean the facility well you know yeah just in general so right. you have bugs everywhere and yeah dust all over the gotta place. take care of things yep um our electric costs um our gas costs. Yeah. Um, we still have trash service. Um, we have got to keep this gem in our community, you guys. It's got to stay. So you got to help. You really have to help. I mean, there's so many. It's so much to just keep a building running, even yeah. if you had just one person on yeah. payroll. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I mean, we've received some, uh, I use relief in air quotes. Yes. Because it's, there were some that were forgiven. Well, we're, we have we did receive the PPP loan, the first round of PPP loans. Um, yeah. That is, fingers crossed, will be forgiven. We're working on that, getting that forgiven um, so we wouldn't have to pay yeah. back that loan. We did receive another um, small business loan. Um, I do not think that one, I right. don't know if that will be forgiven or not at this point in time. Yeah. There's not talk about it being forgiven, so that's a... That's a hefty one that we're going right. to have to repay. So here's the thing. I mean, as somebody that doesn't know, like, well, why are they raising money? I mean, there's so much. And then now you're adding on to the budget line debt. Yeah. And that's just another 
added things. So that's, I mean, just let's try and help them the best we can. I know Decatur's a giving community. I know that they um, really show up when we need it. I mean, that's evident in our small businesses. Um, we, we support small business. The museum is a small business. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it runs on a nonprofit, but it is a small business. And so it needs help just like any store or any restaurant does. So let's help them out to keep them in the community because I think, um, you know, former uh, director head of the museum, Nicole Bateman and I, we talked, go back to her, my Decatur story. We talked about it where it's like when businesses are looking to be attracted when when the EDC is trying to attract businesses to bring their business here, they're looking for things like the zoo, like the children's museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, things for their families, things right. for their employers to be attracted to, and so that's important in a bigger picture. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we need to keep it. Absolutely, we need to keep it. So you need to go to the children's museum website. Yes, cmofil.org. Or our Facebook, or our Instagram, yeah. Or you can call us. We're, we're <laughs> all services. Contact me, however you need to contact <laughs> me. Obviously, you ducks do whatever we need to do. Yeah, and that's you know unique too. This year is we're not really selling face to face, right? I mean, because people yeah, we aren't. Do, we don't have forms. Um, yeah, we're and our marketing budget is way low, so we're not in the newspaper at the moment. Um, yeah. So um, we're. A little bit of a shoestring budget. So even if you're not doing tech, which how you're listening to this podcast, I don't know. But if you don't do tech, um, you can just call. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't want to give credit card information on the internet, maybe. Yeah. You can just call. You can call. You can you can write me a note that tells me you there want you to go. buy four ducks. There you go. But please check. don't go into the museum. Don't come. Right. Well, yeah. We um, they have children there right now with innovation learning. Yes. And a yeah. small staff that can't handle it. So right. just call. Just call the museum. Well, anything else you want to add in? Um, no, we are. Um, we're looking forward to finding ways to do some of our events. Um, yeah. The in the winter, so look for that. We are coming up with some creative solutions for different events and different things that you would normally see from us um, at this time of year. So we are working on ramping up our something offerings and our content so that we are still serving the community yeah um we've just kind of paused for a little bit to kind of catch our breath figure out where we're going but we do have a roadmap for something we have a plan and we're looking forward to an open date whenever that may be absolutely and i hope that people won't be too scared because i i want to really stress that this staff knows what they're doing they have looked they're they are taking everyone into account yeah, the sprayer that we, really we purchased, the cleaning sprayer, is actually the same thing they use in like hospitals. Um, That's great. Yeah, so we <laughs> sanitize Ghostbuster it, style. It is. It's just a little, <laughs> a little pulley thing. Yeah, you know, right. And you sanitize, um, and we clean like it's flu season all year round. Right. I mean, because kids. Yes. I mean, we, we yes. know petri dishes. Yes, yes. Exactly. So we've always cleaned like that. Um, we're just ramping it up even more. Yeah. So please be assured that when they do reopen, you, you can go back safely. Um, I, yeah. Buy your ducks. It's very important. Okay. What's your goal? Um, I have a very lofty personal goal of selling 4,000 ducks. Hey, we haven't done that in a few years, even when we're let's do it this year, but I really want to sell 4,000 ducks. Um, and I want to, I want to really show like our community and what we've got going on. 
Come here. Come here. I have um, my nine-year-old, and she's going to tell you. What? Tell me what is your favorite thing about the Children's Museum? Um, there's lots of fun exhibits for us to play at. And what, how would you feel if the Children's Museum wasn't an indicator anymore? Um, I don't know. You don't know how you'd feel? We wouldn't be able to go to the exhibits. Wouldn't be able to do those fun things, fun That'd events. It would be really sad. What's your favorite exhibit at the Children's Museum? Heroes Hall. Heroes Hall. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's very, very cool. We want to keep it, so tell everyone to buy ducks. Say bye ducks. Buy ducks. <laughs> buy their ducks for the duck derby. Remember we went to the duck derby oh, last yeah. year? So they're doing it virtually this year. Cool. So you race your ducks down the thing and your number gets chosen, you win. Yay. Wouldn't that sound cool? All right, thank you. I can ask you something. A little bit, go. So, okay, so 4,000. Where are you at now, Abby? Almost at 1,000. Okay, so, so let's I, get Abby up to, <laughs> we have two more weeks, uh, a week and a half. A week, about a week and a half. week and a half. So let's get Abby up to 4,000. Abby, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I really hope that um, people listen and support and yeah. We'll, we'll make it Either through the that. other side. We we'll, will. We'll, get there. We're we'll get see there. you in 2021. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.